everyone. Welcome back to the Interverse Media podcast series. My name is Ashley. And I'm Audrey. Today we're back with another episode of Korean Drama Recommendations. The genre we'll be talking about today is crime and mystery. Yes. So in our first podcast, we talked about romance Korean dramas. But this time, since it's the summer and a lot of people are interested in horror in the summer, we wanted to talk about that, but we're not really into that genre, so we thought the closest bet would be crime and mystery. That being said, there is one Korean drama we do want to recommend, and that one is called Sweet Home. Mm -hmm. Sweet Home is based on a webtoon originally from a Korean author, but it's translated into various languages that you guys can easily find online. And the drama adaptation for this story is on Netflix with different captions, so if you guys are interested, then take a look at that one. Yes, it's pretty short. I think we finished it in two days. Yeah. <laughs> There's a really engaging storyline, but there is a lot of violence, so keep that in mind. Yeah. We do have a content warning before starting today. If you are under the age of 15, we recommend that you either listen to this with a parent or someone else because the themes we will be covering today are not appropriate for the younger audience. We also have a spoiler alert. Compared to the first podcast, we will be going more in-depth for each Korean drama, so we will only be covering five. We do know that there are people tuning in to improve their English, so we will be defining a couple of terms. The first is synopsis. Yes, so synopsis is very similar to the word summary. However, I think summary is a broader term. Yeah. It can cover a lot more generalized things such as books, novels, anything. But synopsis is used more for live-action films or animations. And as we're mentioning each of these Korean dramas, we will be mentioning the acting, plot, development of characters, and key takeaways. The first Korean drama is Live. This drama consists of a lot of different characters, but the main actors and actresses starring in this one are Yi Gwang-soo, Jung Yoon-mi, Song woo and Tae Jong-woo. Yes. This Korean drama portrays the daily life of police officers, so compared to the other 4K dramas, this one has the least amount of crime. What would be your favorite part from this Korean drama? I think my favorite part of this is the fact that there were not particular main characters, but this author or the screenwriter covered a variety of different perspectives, especially focusing on both the younger and older generation. Yes, and they did that by pairing rookies with the older and more experienced police officers. And I also really liked how there wasn't a main character because whenever there was an event or a crime, we could see multiple perspectives and different ways of how people would react to that situation. Yes, and in other Korean dramas or movies, we usually see the older generations of police officers portrayed as incompetent or people who fall into bribery and do not do their jobs well, and they're seen as very corrupt people. However, in this one, we see the flaws of both the older and younger generation, as well as the things that they have done for their team. A lot of the time, Korean dramas also generalize the experience of police officers. Can you talk a little bit more about Korean history and how that might relate to this perception of society? Sure, so I won't go too deep into this, but there has been a past of Korean dictators and different times when another country has conquered Korea. And because of that, there has been a history of police officers abusing their power. And especially because of that, you might see that in Korean dramas or movies, police officers cannot just carry a gun around as you might see in America. 
And although people might think that that's necessary for survival or protection, because they have used that for unnecessary reasons in the past, they usually carry around tasers instead. Yeah. Another aspect I liked about this drama is there were a lot of smaller events. So you might think that police officers only arrest people, but there was this one scene where they found a baby outside in the cold in winter. So I remember they saved them and they did all kinds of things to help that baby live. There was another small case where there were drunk people outside on the streets and they weren't feeling well, uh, but these police officers helped them find their way home. So I think that this author did a great job showing us that not every single case that an officer takes is an extreme serial killer case. Yeah. Moving on to the character development, I really liked how the drama began with these rookies training before they became actual police officers. And I really just liked the relationship of Yi Gong-su and Chong Yumi as they were growing together as rookies and changing based on the crimes or the cases they were involved in. And as I mentioned before, there was a lot of this unity between the older and younger generations. Mm -hmm. We see this especially when, in this drama, the younger police officers, Yi Gwangsu and Chong Yumi, they fight against the higher-ups' decisions to overlook a case or cover up a case because they were ordered to do so. But eventually, those same police officers that are older decided to help them and... And that unity between them really helps other people in the long run by comforting the victims. I would say compared to the other crime dramas, this one was the most relatable because it had those themes of perseverance and dedication as these rookies were growing older and more experienced, but also themes about empathy. And one more thing I want to mention is that in some dramas, or whether it is Korean or not, Around the world, there are some times when people are portrayed as a certain character without showing their background. And in this drama, we see that the author reveals why certain characters acted a certain Mm -hmm. way. So we see that reasoning behind each action. Yes. The next Korean drama we will be talking about is Tunnel. This one portrays the actors Choi Jin-yeok, Yoon Hyun-min, and Lee Yoo-young. Can you talk a little bit about the synopsis for this one? Sure. So this one involves both crime and a time loop. So if you are not a big fan of it, I would recommend maybe moving on to a different one. But it has a main character that travels to the future through a tunnel. And this is purely by accident. But this person, I would assume around his 30s, is from the year 1986. But he travels to 2017. This drama revolves around a serial killer. So most of the events are related to that and this main character decided to go through this tunnel because he was really desperate to capture this killer. And so he was running down the tunnel and then suddenly he was into the future. And in comparison to the previous drama Live, this one has one continuous serial killer case whereas Live had various cases that were not always related to each other. Yeah, so I guess that's really a preference thing for what people are looking for. This drama also had that comical aspect because of the relationship between the main character and the police officer, Yoon Hyun-min, that he meets in the future. And it was really funny because the main character met people from his past, but they were already older. Yes, yeah. And it was a struggle of who knew his true past and who didn't. Yes, and I think that was funnier for the audience because the audience already knows everything that is going on. But these characters are struggling to figure out 
and connect the dots of who this person really is. Yeah, so this would be called dramatic irony <laughs> because the audience knows, but the characters don't. I think another hardship for the main character was though he who came from the past already saw that this was a serial killer, but the people around him, they didn't know what he was talking about because it had already been a couple decades mm-hmm. since this case had happened. Yeah, and a couple of key takeaways that we can take from this drama is that anyone can be a serial killer. <laughs> we don't mean that in a bad way. Sometimes the most unexpected people around you can be those dangerous people. Yeah, and I think that especially in children's movies, such as Disney animations, always let them know who is the bad guy. Or Based the, on appearance, too. Yes, uh, who is the villain. And it's always so obvious because the main protagonist is always pretty and has a good life, but the villain is always seen as this dark light. And this isn't related to the drama specifically, but a lot of the time, real criminals look like normal people mm-hmm. around you. And one thing I also took away from this drama is that you should stay true to your beliefs. Especially because, and this is seen throughout a lot of different people, if someone else says one thing and the majority of the group listens to that, then you are more likely to just go ahead and follow them as well. However, if there is something that you're suspicious about, then you should look more into it. Because even that one small action can save a victim. Yeah, and we're talking about detectives or police officers. Yes, of course. So we're not saying or we're not advising you to be really stubborn (laughs) about everything. But yeah, you get the point. So another aspect that's pretty prominent in this drama is you shouldn't blame the victim. Yeah, I think this is seen through whatever culture. This is not restricted to just one place in the world. Yeah. A lot of the time, victims are blamed and I think it's usually the women that are blamed where they were attacked but society tells them you should have been more careful this is your fault you shouldn't have been there at night yeah and there was this one girl who survived from the serial killer and I remember she wasn't able to go out in society yes there is that emotional trauma but another big part was the way society would perceive her I'm not sure if it was in this drama, but there was a time where the victim even went through cosmetic surgery so that people could not recognize her because her photo had been released out in the world and she was scared that people would recognize her. Yeah, yeah. So this one had pretty important lessons. And the next one we'll be talking about is the 2021 key drama Beyond Evil. This drama portrays actors Shinagyun, Yojingu, Choi Tae-hoon, and Choi Seung-un. I felt like the acting for this one was so good. Yes, for sure. I love the tension between Shinagyun and Che Tehun. So Shinagyun is the main character and the other actor is his best friend. Alright, so a basic rundown of the characters is that actor Shinagyun is an experienced police officer in the substation, but Yeojin-gu got transferred here and he is the son of a person who is going to become the next chief at the National Police Agency. Yes. And throughout the drama, especially in the beginning, Yeojin-gu continues to blame Shinagyun because Shinagyun was blamed and accused of being the murderer when he was younger because he lived in this area. Yeah. And the younger Shinagyun is portrayed by Igoyan. Yeah, this actor is a cameo. And if you guys aren't sure what that means, it means it's a special short appearance for a famous actor. And this actor is from the drama Hotel de Luna. We mentioned this briefly in our first podcast with 
with actress Ayu and actor Yeo Jinggu was also in that K-drama. Yes. And I thought it was so funny because Yeo Jinggu and Lee Do-young came out together again, but there weren't any scenes that they took together. Yes. Because again, this was Shinagyum and he was younger, and we forgot to mention but Yeo Jinggu is much younger compared to the main character. Yes. So I think Shinagyun would be older generation and Yeojungu is I think he said he was 27. Yeah, I don't quite remember. Yeah. Also, random fun fact. Shinagyun was in JSA, also known as Joint Security Area. If you really liked his acting in this one, make sure to check that one out mm-hmm. as well. That was a great movie. Exactly. One main thing I wanted to mention was that this drama has the English title Beyond Evil, but in Korean it's Kimmer little translation being a monster. I think that was a really great title that the author put onto this drama because it asked the question, who is the true or who is the real monster in this story? Yeah, it's asking who is at fault because even if there is this one serial killer, if people around him knew that he was the killer or he did something bad and they never reported that, I think they're somewhat at fault as well. And throughout the drama, the audience had to continuously guess who the serial killer was. And I remember we suspected everyone and after each episode, we were making these theories about who the real killer was and why certain characters were acting the way they did. I was really surprised at one thing in this drama where the author revealed the serial killer early on. A lot of other dramas I've seen, they reveal the major plot in maybe episode 15 and the 16th episode is a celebratory episode <laughs> yeah. where they're talking about how they're living their lives now. But this one, the whole plot was intertwined with each other and even though the killer was revealed, the story of the killer continued to be involved with the later cases. Yeah, I would say this one is also more realistic compared mm-hmm. to the other ones. I know there are a couple of dramas such as Vincenzo or the newest one Taxi Driver where people were the good quote unquote good characters yes. or the protagonists do bad things to capture the bad characters or the bad people in the drama. And honestly, I don't think that's right. So I liked how this drama never justified murder or even the misdemeanor of a police officer. There were always consequences for actions and I liked how they handled this case in a legal manner. Yeah, for sure. In a lot of different films or movies, a lot of the time the audience tries to justify the actions of the protagonist because it's the protagonist, so why would mm-hmm. they not do anything to help save their best friend? But even if it's for their best friend or if it's for something else, I don't think we should be justifying yeah. killing someone else or stealing or breaking into someone else's house. Exactly. Exactly. And we mentioned this before, but the acting was amazing. However, there is one character <laughs> development I thought was pretty abrupt and clumsy. And that was actor Yeo Jinggu because in the beginning he was really detached with everyone in this neighborhood, but after this one scene, he suddenly became really involved and close with everyone there. Yeah, I think that was a real 180 degree switch from his past and new self. Maybe the author was unsure of how to change this character yeah. or maybe the actor was confused on his role, but I think that was one of the main things I was a little bit disappointed about in this drama, especially because the plot was amazing, all the actors were great and nothing against Yeo Jung-woo because mm-hmm. he's one of the most well-known child actors yeah. in Korea. While we're on that topic, I think this was one of the first ones where he came out in a main character as a serious role. A different 
place I saw him when he was really young is the historical romance Korean drama Moon Embracing the Sun. Mm -hmm. And he was acting alongside a different actress when they were both pretty young. And I think these days, though, since they've grown up, they're starting to star as main characters. And things such as these dramas, working alongside these senior actors is a really great experience for them. Yeah, I especially think this was a wonderful experience and an opportunity for this actor to grow as a whole. Also, while we're talking about Moon Embracing the Sun, I heard that people wanted the younger characters (laughs) to stay longer on each episode. So they actually extended those portions yeah that was that was neat too because i was a little bit disappointed me too with those actors that replaced them later on so a lot of the times when there are child actors portraying an older actor or character they're usually there for one episode or maybe even two or they come out in flashbacks mm-hmm. but they were actually there for a good five episodes before they transitioned into yeah. their adult roles that was really great though yeah and one last thing before we move on we just wanted to mention that As we're on the topic of crime and mystery dramas, in the past, maybe 2015 to 2020, there were only romance Korean dramas Mm -hmm. around, but these days there's a lot of crime. So maybe be on the lookout for a part two of this podcast, maybe in like five years. In five years? (laughs) Okay, yes, but there has been a surge of crime lately. The next Korean drama we will be talking about is Signal. Can you please give us a quick introduction? Sure. So this Korean drama stars actor Lee Jae-hoon, Kim Hye-suk, and Cho Jin-ung. Mm-hmm. And I tend to become attached to some characters in a certain movie or film. So if I call Lee Jae-hoon Park hye it's the same person. It's just his character name in this drama. <laughs> yes. So this drama also has a time loop, but I would say it's much more complicated than the time loop in Tunnel. For sure. For the time loop in Tunnel... They go back two or three times, but in this one, they don't necessarily go back in time, but they communicate from the past to the present using a walkie-talkie. Yes, that was so confusing for me when I first watched this, and I didn't know what was going on. But even though it might be a little bit confusing at first, I would highly recommend this drama. Because once you get it and you fully understand, I think there's this appreciation for whoever wrote this Mm -hmm. drama. As a brief synopsis, Lee Jae-hoon is the one from the present, and he communicates with actor Cho jin from the past through a walkie-talkie. And later, it is revealed that this walkie-talkie belonged to Cho jin before mm-hmm. he disappeared. Yeah, and they do this in order to prevent crime. So since Lee Jae-hoon is in the present, he knows the result of all these cases that Cho jin is working on. So he tells them where to find these victims or people just so that Cho can prevent them from happening. And the interesting thing here is these documents of the case packets would change if the past changed. Yes, and this was really confusing to the main actor from the present in the beginning mm-hmm. because he was the only one that remembered they had changed. Yeah. Other people working around him were not aware of the fact that the information had changed so they didn't believe him. Yeah. And the reason this came to be is that Izeon, I think he moved to the substation or team where they were working on cold cases, which are cases that haven't been solved for a very long time. And through talking through this blocky talkie, Izeon was able to find out where these corpses were. But the rest of his co-workers were really suspicious of him because they haven't been able to find these corpses for maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he just found it out of nowhere. 
I would also say that this drama was an educational experience for me because I learned about what the statute of limitations yes, is. Yes, me too. And the thing with the statute of limitations, I think in this drama of 15 years, even if you find the criminal, once that time frame ends, you're not able to arrest them or charge them with anything. Yeah, and I think a really tragic example in this drama in particular was a case where there was this woman who killed a young elementary school child and her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. This is a case from the past, so Lee Jae-hoon was trying to figure out who was the killer before this 15 years passed. However, right after they matched the DNA for this case, the 15 years had passed, Mm -hmm. so they could not charge the woman for the death of the elementary school girl, and they could only charge her with the death of her boyfriend. And this was so tragic for her family members who had been searching for her for such a long time. Remember, she was trying to stall because she knew the statute of limitations was almost over. That was so ridiculous, but it was also really sad because they tried to trick her and everything, but nothing worked. Yeah, so, but I think that one of the important things is that even though this is really tragic, the statute of limitations is also very important. Because without it, we might be focusing on cases maybe 20 years old. And we won't be focusing on current cases that we can solve right now. Yeah, like some cases we might be able to prevent from happening. But I did hear that there are some exceptions now. So don't quote us on this one <laughs> because this might be outdated information. I remember the main character was really dedicated to his job because his brother was wrongly accused. So this drama has a couple of cases. It's not just one, but they're all somehow related. And a common trend that I notice is if there was like a serial killer or some criminal in your childhood, people tend to become a criminal or become a police officer who can prevent those crimes. Yeah. So a lot of the time, the drama like talks about the childhood of a serial killer. And I feel like somehow that justifies their actions because they were abused in their childhood or something bad happened but yeah i don't think that's the correct approach that Mm -hmm. we should be viewing these cases with and one thing i also want to mention before we move on is that all of these dramas not just signal have such iconic osts if you hear this in a different korean variety show we just know it's from this drama because we hear it so many times especially because it would be a little weird if you heard lyric when you're trying to solve a mystery case there's also a lot of parodies for the scene in <laughs> yeah, Signal where yeah. they pick up the walkie-talkie and they're talking. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our last Korean drama. This one actually consists of two seasons. I was so excited when the second season came out. But could you give us a brief synopsis and a review of the actors? Yes. I have to talk about the actors first, who are Cho sung and Pejna. Honestly, Cho sung is my favorite actor by far. <laughs> His acting in this one was so good, especially because he had a brain surgery in the story, of course. So he lacks emotions. He seems like a really cool prosecutor. And he meets the lieutenant, who is played by Pejuna. Can you talk a little bit more about their chemistry? Sure. This was a really interesting mix for me personally, because a lot of the times the prosecutors and police officers have very tense relationships. I think this is seen more in the second season, yeah. but the prosecutors tend to look down on the police officers, and the police officers are very unhappy with that and such because the police officers need a warrant even from the prosecutors before they arrest someone. Exactly. Yeah, and that was really interesting to see, though, because one person was a police officer while the other was a prosecutor, 
but they somehow managed to work together and it showed that instead of arguing with each other and fighting for power, working together can help solve a case much quicker. That being said, I do or I did understand the viewpoints of, of course. both sides in the second season. But I remember in the first season, the reason they began to work together was because they couldn't trust the other workers mm-hmm. from both of their sides. So, yeah, I really liked how they were cooperating to solve the case. And the case that begins this drama was a murder. And this man was accused as being the criminal, and he was even arrested, but Tosumi tried to prove that he wasn't the killer. I think a lot of times, though, we see that the higher-ups try to quickly end a case, mm-hmm. especially because anywhere you are, the public can be easily swayed by what happens. And I think the important thing to take away from this, though, is that even if they are just minute details, if you are a person working with law, such as a police officer mm-hmm. or a lawyer or prosecutor, you shouldn't ignore these small details because that can just change a person's life forever. Similarly, there are a lot of subtle clues. So when you're watching this drama, you should really be focused on every detail you see on the screen, but also in the script or the lines of the actors. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I really liked from this drama, especially season one, is when prosecutor Cho Sung-woo would try to reenact these scenes of crime to figure out who the killer is. And even in other dramas I see these days, people have copied this method. Really? Yeah. Okay, but when I saw him reenact the scenes, I thought he was the criminal. Well, he might be. We never know. Okay, sorry. We won't spoil who the actual murderer is, but I felt like there are a lot of surprising scenes. Yeah, for sure. So don't put your guard down, even until episode 16. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) episode 16. A general thought that I had from all of these crime dramas is I think I like a lot of the actors who play Me these too. Roles. They fitted those roles so well. And I heard a lot of people saying this, but you can't really portray an antagonist or a criminal if you're bad at acting. Yeah, because that just, it just messes up the character and you make it really obvious why certain things are happening. So and that tension. Yeah, so I think one of the most important roles in a crime drama is the antagonist. Because if they can't act well, it just ruins the whole mood. Yeah, I just really appreciate all these storylines. And what I appreciate the most is there are a lot of criminal dramas where there's just crime, or there's just violence for the sake of violence. Yeah. And there isn't really a storyline, and I can't really tell what point the director or the screenwriter is trying to make. So I liked how well-written these ones were, Mm -hmm. and how much effort these actors put into it. Yeah, me too. In the first scene for Stranger, do you remember Peduna running? Yes. I heard her nails fell off <gasps> or something like that. <sighs> so to wrap up today's podcast, I just wanted to say that although people might think that crime or mystery dramas are there for people who just want violence and gore, mm-hmm. I think it teaches everyone a big lesson about life, especially because... Other genres, such as romance, are there for the sake of romance. But this one really helps us to understand that we should look into various perspectives. We should always consider other people and not just assume, oh, they're just bad people. I would never do that. Mm -hmm. I especially like how a lot of these cases mentioned in these dramas are based on true cases. Yes, yes, for sure. I don't remember if this was Beyond Evil or a different Korean drama, but I remember at the very end, there was a phone number. 
for victims or for something like that. So I can definitely tell that there was a purpose that this writer or director had in mind when they were creating these. Yes, so I think that brings us to an end. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope to see you guys in the next one. Bye!